So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the podcast has always gone tops off at the end of the show. Tops off? Ah, we'd already sat behind a desk. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that takes the same approach to broadcasting as Nico Hulkenberg takes to cornering. Banzai! Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the cutting corners on your last day kind of F1 podcast. Every time I finish a job, I, I mean, I barely turn up the last day, but yeah. I would just straight yeah. line every corner. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that will be doing donuts after the show. Krispy Kremes. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast that leaves you hanging like a cow. That's not a thing. I'm Chi Gares, and today from producer Matt's house in glittering West London, we are going to talk about the last Grand Prix of the year, the Abu Dhabi Doo. There was a roll, some donuts, and all sorts of other baked goods. <laughs> and Hamilton won again, and fucking Will Smith was everywhere. We'll talk about all of that, delve into listeners' corners and the latest breaking F1 news, and Terry will spout off about someone in the state of F1 and hope he doesn't later bump into them at work. <laughs> That's all to come. Joining me is a man who will never own a house. It is Phil Tromans. Oh, God. Oh. Last week I had to pull out of the house because it was... Right, for a start, you should, of- when you go to view a house, don't fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fucked already. We did a survey and it turned out that the back of it was built of balsa wood. So we were like, we can't get a mortgage on it. We're pulling we out. asked 100 quantity surveyors <laughs> and our survey said... It did. That's exactly what happened. So last week I was pretty cheesed off. And then uh, this week our buyers pulled out of our flat. So <gasps> The chain. Yeah, so the chain is broken. Bum. We're back to square one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's the F1 connection. 
You'll never break the chain, said Fleetwood Mac. Wrong. That's because they've got enough money to buy cash, <laughs> cash, cash sales. <laughs> the, fuck, the fuckers that were going to buy our flat broke the chain. We're back to square one. Six months lost. And now you're running in the shadows. Fees lost. Oh. Everything's oh, rubbish. I'm, I'm just going to be homeless and renting for the rest of my life. And alongside him is a man who have just laid down his vocals on the hottest Christmas track yet recorded. It's Terry Saunders. We are proudly part of Pod Aid, which is a charity single that's going out for Christmas number one this year. And it means that we will possibly be Christmas number one winners. I think we could be the next. Mm. Who's got Christmas number ones? Ed Sheeran's he got Christmas Ned number Sheeran. one? Ned Sheeran. Ned <laughs> Sheeran. Uh, Mr. Blobby. Yeah, Rolf Harris. But, Spice oh, Girls Rolf time Harris. three. Did I ever tell you my story about lying to Rolf Harris? No. So once upon a time... Rolf Harris, back before the days when he was, you know, touching things. Um, well, actually, no, when he was touching things, but we didn't know about it. <laughs> and he was doing an exhibition of his terrible drawings. And I was there for some reason, was when I was nearly famous. And there was, basically, there was a thing where, you know, the Rolf Roo that he used to draw? He didn't draw them anymore because they were getting too valuable because his stock was rising and if you had a genuine roll for root you could get like 100 quid for it so how much would you get for it now <laughs> get stabbed the opposite you get shanked <laughs> you get some snuff <laughs> and so we're in the queue for signing stuff and it was my best friend's birthday the next day and I thought what a great gift to get a card signed by Rolf Harris and not me so I got a bit of card from like Paper Chase or something Got to like the queue and I was waiting along, and then they did that thing. You know, when bouncers do that thing and go right, everyone behind you. Sorry, we're not doing any more. And I was the person that got blocked off. Oh. So I just then did this sob story and went, "I'm really sorry, Rolf. My niece is in hospital." Oh no! <laughs> I thought got... you were going to say oh, it's my birthday. No, this is and worse. I made out she was kind of maybe three and maybe had a disease. <laughs> this is quite apt, isn't it, to the pod aid thing? And. <laughs> He kind of went, oh my God. And he, because, you know, he's really caring. He loves little kids. Mm, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he then, didn't know how much at that point, though, did he? He then signed the card and he drew a roll for Wow. Which was really valuable up until about two years ago. <laughs> you didn't sell it? No, I gave it to my friend and she left it on a wall and it faded with the light and now it's gone. It's gone. And worthless. Mm. I've still got my Jimmy Savile annual from the <laughs> 80s. Oh dear. Chica, what have you been doing? On Friday night, I went to my first ever basketball match. Wow. And okay. I saw the London Lions play. Yeah, I was incredible. For, for lis- listeners can't me. tell. Oh, I was going to say you were like six foot seven. Oh, yeah. They'd think you were. I sound like I've got a tall voice. Yeah. A lot of people have said that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so saw London Lions play Newcastle Angels. I feel I like think. the Angels would automatically have an advantage due to having wings. Oh no! Okay, all right. Uh, looking back, it's it's eagles. Well, that's even angels, more of an advantage. Eagles. No, but there's that the angel of the me. north, so that's probably where I got it from. My favourite Robbie Williams song is Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving eagles loving, instead. Yeah. A big bird lover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no shit pans this week. Here is listeners' corner. So after all that happened in Abu Dhabi, rather surprisingly is Valtteri Bottas that is getting a lot of attention on our Facebook page. Liam Hathaway says, Bottas, fifth in the championship in a Mercedes. Piss poor performance. Bottas is broken. Doubt he'll come back from that. Luke Williams says, I'm surprised Bottas didn't crash into Hamilton and tell Toto where he can stick his car after Toto's Ocon comments in the press room. So for reference, Toji said he wouldn't let Ocon go from the Mercedes Junior roster. He actually said, Terry? 
One day, he is going to be in our Mercedes and win races. I'll be back at championships <laughs> and show all the others out there they made a mistake. Mike Stoner asks, how far will we get in 2019 before Bottas gets the boot and Ocon gets the drive? I give it five races. Come on, Mercedes, you know it makes sense. I don't see Mercedes being the kind of team that boots a driver mid-season, even though I really think they probably should. Or I think it's more likely that they'll boot Bottas before next season. Wow. Can but they I, do that? But isn't well, he on a contract? Can. Yeah, contracts are just pay money, don't they? I, I don't think they will. I think they'll put up with Bottas next year. And there's something to be said, isn't there, that Bottas is up against Lewis Hamilton, who is perhaps I we one of the best drivers ever. Yes, I'd say that. But he has been. Right, and he's, still, he's not and been he's as like good fifth. this season as he was last season. And he's come fifth. Yeah, he's, in the Mercedes, he mm. hasn't won any races. Yeah, not a, yeah not although a he gave up race. one race. But David Bull is sticking up for the plucky Finn. People bag on Bottas, but he had Russia and Baku won and dusted, along with getting jobbed in China with the safety car. Then he became a sacrificial lamb and had to stay out several times on shag tyres to be a moving blockade. But I expected more to the last few rounds. Yeah, I mean, normally, though, we expect Hamilton, when he wins a championship, just to give up. And he hasn't this year, which has been Continued interesting. Continued smashing actually, it. And especially last year. But even if you think back to the other Hamilton teammate days, for the last few years, Mercedes have been totally untouchable. And to come second in a Mercedes is actually quite easy because you've just got to be in a Mercedes. And now to come second in a Mercedes, you've got to be at least a Ferrari, possibly two Ferraris, possibly two Red Bulls. It's a much... I, I just posit that it's a harder job for Bottas to come second in the championship than it was for Rosberg to come second in the championship a few Who? years ago. That Kecky Rosberg. Son. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely been closer between the cars. The Mercedes hasn't been the quickest car all, all season. Mm. Um, definitely been the quickest car for some of the season. But then you look at how much Hamilton won the title by. And okay, you can... I think it was 88 points in the end, mm. which is like more than three wins worth. And okay, Vettel gave up a few, but Bottas was nowhere near. I haven't, off the top of my head, I've not got what his uh, total score was, but it was nowhere near Hamilton's. I don't, I don't think he can look himself in the mirror and say, "Yeah, you've done all right this year." It'd be better if he'd have beaten Raikkonen because that, that that felt at the start of the season like it was Hamilton and Vettel running out of the league of their own. Then it was the two Finns were bizarrely similar, but Raikkonen got third. Mm. So, yeah, I. So where he's would you really say, do you think to... he is fifth? In terms of driving skills, yeah, do you think, think so. that's where and he may, belongs? Maybe even so. if it wasn't for Ricardo's shitty luck, I think he'd probably be true. sick. I think that's true. Um, I, I think, think, he's, I think he's the worst of the top team drivers this season. And he's good. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, we remember when he was at Williams, we were like, oh, this could be fun when he's next to Hamilton. But... You know, always stay big fish, little pond. That's the lesson of this story. Yep. Never mm. try and overreach yourself and try and dream because it would always come crushing down to you. That is our motto. Okay. <laughs> So the most spectacular moment at Abu Dhabi was when Nico Hülkenberg forgot that Roman Grosjean was also on the track and sent himself barrel rolling into the barrier before making a rather unusual remark. (coughs) Richard Stevenson highlighted, I'm hanging here like a cow. I know the Hulk was under a bit of pressure with his car on fire and all that, but that was a really terrible simile. In all seriousness, though, the halo stopped him getting out. If the fire had been worse, those marshals looked bloody useless. That is a problem, isn't it, with the halo? No. Well, apparently no. not. No. I think we all thought so. I didn't. Apart from Terry. Because I got in late, I didn't see the crash. <laughs> I, didn't, 
<laughs> didn't see it till after the race and then they'd already started saying it wasn't Halo but I can pretend to be right about this from the off but Why? firstly yeah. firstly hanging like a cow doesn't make any sense no. could it mean though like a, in a butcher's I mean it could when oh. the cow is hanging still not a common phrase maybe it's in German it's a common phrase no that no, does make sense I mean although you'd, surely you'd say beef or carcass mm. Hanging like a carcass. A beefy carcass. Yeah. Hanging like some beef. Because I think what they should have done is when they went, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, I'm hanging like a cow, on the Renault radio should have come back and gone, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, apparently, only because uh, on the way I listened to the Autosport podcast and they covered this, the rules are that basically if a driver's upside down and he undoes his seatbelt, he might break his neck falling <laughs> fall on, on the floor. <laughs> so the rule has always been... Flip the car up right first before just kind of putting him out. But what, the car's on fire. It wasn't really on fire. It was a bit on fire. Yeah, there was, was some flames. But also, apparently, I mean, he apparently he couldn't get out, but it was not because of the halo. It was because he was wedged up against the wall. Yeah. So, mm. either way. In fact, the halo gave them more space to play with than if it hadn't. Oh, okay. And the driver shouldn't be letting themselves out because they might not be able to assess... How injured they are. Or how high up they are. Mm. Or how we saw, we saw, hanging like a cow they well, are. Well, we saw Sophia Flush's crash at Macau. Did you see that? Yes. She was right up into a building. <laughs> so yeah, imagine if she just... got stuck up there and got, oh, I'll just let myself ah, and yeah. plunge two stories. That'd be no good. You could say he was hanging like Macau. Hey! <laughs> F1 said goodbye, at least for now, to Fernando Alonso in Abu Dhabi, who is leaving to try and win every other kind of motorsport because he's burned bridges at all the decent F1 teams. Chris Krug says, Alonso's radio is perfect to the end. Great example of why no one will have him. Alonso, we got a chance to score an extra point. Nah, I'm good. I have enough. No worries, mate. It's not like your fucking job you get paid millions to do. Alonso did at least persuade multiple NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson to let him have a go in his stock car. The pair swapped cars on the Bahrain track the day after the race in Abu Dhabi and they seemed to have a lovely time. Alonso. I think he's going to do a massa. I think he's going to come what, back. Be- become a fascist. <laughs> oh, well, you know. It would be brilliant if you got Lance Stroll's seat, if was it? <laughs> <laughs> I think what's going to happen is he's going to try the Triple Crown for a couple of years going to fail because he's going to he's, he's already pissed off half of IndyCar <laughs> and then he's going to kind of slightly change what the Triple Crown is and in a few years he'll be on like Countdown or something and be like oh <laughs> be the first man to win the Monaco Grand Prix <laughs> and Countdown the semi-finals of Countdown <laughs> and pointless <laughs> celebrity special score 180 at bowling <laughs> <laughs> kind of glad really? to see the back of him He's just been refreshing throughout I f- this season. I mean, I felt a bit refreshing in, a in kind of like the the kid at school that didn't that didn't take. No, he's seriously. the one that says, "Oh yeah, we're going to do much better every race." But you can tell he doesn't really think that. I did feel a bit sad when you saw him at the end being interviewed on like when they do that kind of the, the cool side interviewing thing, and it was just a bit weird seeing him in that position and go, "God, yeah, I've not seen him interviewed in the kind of non novelty slot for like three <laughs> years." And then even then he had a bit of sass when he went, well, I'm not going to come and do racing coverage. Like, what he oh, said? yeah. Because Kulsa said, what are you going to do next? And he, he went, well, I'm not going to come back and be a commentator like you or something. Yeah, so he's pissed off Kulsa now. <laughs> he's pissed off every ex-racing like, well, driver. Well, he can't do it now because he's just pissed off all the commentators, yeah. But he can't help himself. Just when Button had been announced to be a, a part of Sky Formula 1 next year. <laughs> 
is a supposed mate. Uh, I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's good value prick. for money. He's such a good driver. He's not good value for money. He costs a fortune. For <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. He's terrible value for money, but he is quite amusing. He's, he's, it's like a business class flight. It's like, okay, is there great, but I'm not going to pay for it. Do you think he would, he would have got an offer from another team? No, they all hate him. Okay. No. Uh, well, yeah, you said he wanted to go to Red Bull. And don't you remember a few months ago, he was oh, like, course, oh, I've yeah, had yeah. so many offers from Red Bull, like more than I can remember. Yeah. And Christian Horner was like, no, I, he hasn't. Think so. <laughs> he thinks he's above half the grid and the other half of the grid won't employ him. Yeah. He's left himself with exactly nowhere to go. <laughs> he's got a very high in opinion of himself as Apart well. Apart from McLaren, who are doing a special Indy 500 car for him, yeah. but they can't use Honda because he's pissed Honda off, which means they've got to somehow use Chevrolet. But that also means that they can't use the Andretti team, which they partnered up with last year, because they're affiliated with Honda. So now they've got to create this Formula 1 McLaren, who are totally fucked at the minute and haven't got any spare resource to, like, you know, do an Indy team. Can't just put a paint job on an existing car. They've got to build a whole new car because of Fernando Alonso's fucking ego. Yeah. And he's been annoying half of WEC as well because he's been insisting that all the privateer teams in LMP1 are quicker than the Toyota <laughs> that he won Le Mans in, despite the fact that it's basically sort of like, you know, Mercedes beating HRT. <laughs> and oh. everyone in WC is going, uh, no. He's a character. Oh. We'll sort of miss him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's back, to be honest. He'll be back. In a year, everyone will have forgotten what a dick he is, and they'll just remember that he was a good driver. He'll come back, and he'll be shit. So in other news, Formula E chiefs planning the 2020 season are paying close attention because Toro Rosso has announced a new driver. <laughs> Thai British racer Alexander Alban has been announced alongside former FF1S driver of the year Daniel Kvyat, fresh from a third place in Formula 2 championship this year behind George Russell and Lando Norris. As far as we can tell, Album is going to be the second tie to race in F1 after Prince Bira of Siam, who completed 19 Grand Prix in the 1950s. I don't know anything about him. He was third in Formula 2. And he's half British, half Thai. I suspect yeah. if he wins a lot, we'll be like, oh, he's British, what a guy. If he uh, doesn't do that well, oh, good on the ties for having a What's guy. he calling himself? British Alexander. He's, he races under a Thai banner, I believe, but he was born in London, and when you hear him, he's got a very English accent. So he's, but he doesn't he's, want to be English. I don't know. Fair enough. Brexit, isn't it? He seems like he's pretty good. You can't, you, you don't get third in F2 by being rubbish. So, but having said that, we've had champions before who've not done very well. So, do you know what this is reminding me of, though? A staggering oversight on our parts. We haven't arranged the FF1S Driver of the Year 2018 award. Oh, crap. No, we haven't. So later on in this podcast, when we work it out, we will nominate a driver each, and then we'll put that to the vote of the highly rigged British public. (laughs) Yes. If there's one thing we've all got confidence in these days, it's votes from the British public. (laughs) I think I predate Brexit by two whole years of totally fixing votes, Uh, but not through Russian collusion, just because I wanted the funniest result to win. Oh, my God, it's the same thing. (laughs) So staying with Southeast Asia, one thing we didn't talk about last week was the announcement of a Vietnamese Grand Prix for 2020. Uh, the race will take place on the streets of Hanoi on a track designed by longtime F1 track designer Herman Tilke and will surely be a cavalcade of Apocalypse Now references and various puns that hopefully stay on the right side of racism. Another new track? Excited? It looks like you've got to play Scale Electrics, but your brother's already made a track and used all the best bits. <laughs> It's fucking awful. It is a bit weird. Why? It's What's like it like? Massively long straights. Hmm. It should be quite fast, maybe, because I quite like the big long straights at back of you. There's a but bit that reminds me back. All the way back. And then there's like a, a hairpin, and then another bit, and then, yeah, it's a bit kind of... It doesn't look like a classic But a it could classic be a Red circuit, Bull track. But, 
I mean, maybe well, they've had a little maybe. with Honda. <laughs> well, yeah, they've never been. But I don't know. I mean, speed. Liberty have been trying desperately to get all these glamour races in. They've gone. We're going to have Vegas and Miami and New York and Vietnam. <laughs> it's going to go. We've got Vietnam, and you're like, oh, okay, great, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people, particularly in the media, who will be like, oh, the number of puns we can do. There's going to be loads, and there's going to be a lot of Good Morning Vietnam references every year. Mm. Somebody's going to go, good morning, Vietnam. I love the smell that- of Red Bull in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> Is um, that an extra race in 2020? Or are we going to lose one? Uh, I don't think we know yet, do we? We can't do anything. Are they going to bump really, it up? That'd be 22 if they don't lose one. Really Although Silverstone might have gone by then. They, they Liberty want 25 races a year. And what? I've got to be honest, I've hit saturation. Yeah. No offence, guys. But no, it means, no, that means no. we'll have Jesus to be together Christ. a lot more than we are this at the is, moment. This is getting, 25 races is like half a year yeah. of Formula One. Yeah. God. It's a bit ludicrous. When we were 16 and every race felt special. Well, we've got two years till Vietnam, so let's see how we get on. Hopefully, <laughs> leave it up to Trump. <laughs> There'll be no Vietnam in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, the number of people leaving F1 seats in 2018 is unusually high. Fernando Alonso, Marcus Ericsson, Esteban Ocon, Brendan Hartley, Stoffel van Dorn and Sergio Sirotkin. And Stroll. But Abu Dhabi also marks the end of live F1 races on UK free-to-air television as Channel 4 won't be broadcasting the action in 2019, apart from the British Grand Prix. That means the only way to watch the races live and full in the UK is by paying for Sky. Still, at least you'll get Jensen Button back. He's joined Sky as a pundit. How do you feel about this? I'm gutted. I think this is crap. So it's rubbish. It's depressing. How many viewers do you think they'll... Lose loads, all of them, most of them. Mm. Sky gets about 30 people, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure th- it's, I'm three of them. I'm sure it does a bit better than that, but I think the m- more than that, the problem it's going to get is it won't be bringing in any new people mm. because who the hell's gonna punt out or whatever? I mean, I think I, I, I think I got a pretty good deal, and I still pay like an extra 20 quid a month or something for, for, for the sports package that includes F1, and I've only done it because of F1. And if there aren't people who are already watching F1. I can't see how they're going to be tempted to pay that money for something they haven't seen. Hmm. And it's not like it's the most accessible sport in the world at the best of times. If you don't know what you're watching, it's no, just a load do. of cars going around. Yeah. So, yeah, and if you want a load of cars going around, Formula E has just announced it's going to be on BBC for the next season, as opposed to like ITV74, where no one watched it anyway. <laughs> exactly. And then it will have That's... lovely lovely Jack Nichols commenting on it, and it'll get... Oh, he's lovely Jack Nichols now, is he? We could instead cover Formula E. I think we should cover Formula E. Or what I think we should do is, and I'm I'm throwing this on you guys, but I said instead of having Channel Four being the live free broadcasters, Mm. (laughs) I think we should take upon that mantle by just you know describing the race, doing live commentary. But we won't be able to see it because we haven't got Sky. We'll just have to. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll be listening to the Radio 5 commentary (laughs) and then we'll be repeating it back to you as a podcast with a few swear words. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or you can find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. So time for the teams. So for a lot of the drivers, uh, I thought the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was actually a summary of their 2018 season. Oh, this sounds poetic. Mm. Uh, God, I wish I'd written poems now. Trust me, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> Mercedes. Uh, so Hamilton had a pretty much flawless 2018. The world champion took victory after starting on pole. 
I was really pleased for him. However, after three gushy speeches, I was less pleased for him. But altogether, you have to admit that he will go down in history as one of the most successful drivers of all time. Also, getting his torso canvas out onto the podium is a revolutionary thing, but more on that later. Now, with his early tyre change tactic, what was this sorcery? I don't know. It was sorcery. It it seemed at the time, I was like, was it lap seven they pitted him? Under the um, either safety car or virtual safety car, I can't remember which it was. And at the time, everyone was like, well, that's that's obviously way too early. Mm. And even Hamilton was like, "Uh, guys, what are we doing? But as it turned out, the hard tyre, which of course was the super soft tyre, the hardest of all the tyres, lasted incredibly well. And they reckon it could have done the whole race if they didn't have to pit in the middle of it. Isn't this part of the problem of modern Formula One is that what you said just then made absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were totally right. You didn't get anything wrong. It's just... I could just see Terry zoning out. It's just, when they pit and they're just talking about tyres and all this kind of stuff and it's just like... This can't be how this sport should be. I mean, no. we're just talking about how unaccessible it is by the sheer merit of being behind a paywall. But like you just said, it's also quite unaccessible if you watch it because it doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense. Yeah, but when you when you describe it to somebody at work the next day, you can really see them go, oh, that sounds brilliant. I've got to watch that. Really? Which is when why you're saying, on well, lap seven. Super, oh. super soft, Which actually, were actually the hardest times. The yeah. yeah. And obviously oh. they lasted for a very long yeah. time. As and you so would expect. Because of the extra time he gained under the virtual safety guy and then just controlled the pace for the rest. Oh, it's scintillating. Okay, so Bottas, uh, he had a fairly disappointing time, as we said, and the race was demonstrative of his season always in the shadow of a topless man post race he said it's been mentally a pretty tough year so i need a break i really feel for that man do you reckon he'll come back next season with a a new lease of life no no i well i think he'll be full of the joys of spring in the test he'll try and win the first race and then he'll come like fourth (laughs) and then he'll just be dead again and then i'll get ocon in okay ferrari uh, Raikkonen had an engine failure, so he retired on lap seven, which was a really great end to his time at Ferrari. Pretty fitting end, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, the way, that's what you would have wanted. Because yeah, yeah. there was a great quote from him in, in, over the weekend where they said, do you care about coming third in the championship? Are you going to fight to hold on this week? And he actually said, I don't really care because if I come third, I've got to go to the gala and I'd rather not. <laughs> 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 it's like, do you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. I think he just turned the car off and yeah. went, do you know what? My contract says driverless seven laps and I get yeah. paid. Seven laps, <laughs> parked up, fucked off. Yep. So Vettel was another driver whose performance summed up his season. So that was close, but not close enough. I don't quite agree to that because he didn't make any stupid mistakes. And that's what uh, sums up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he'd if have made he'd a have, catastrophic cock up. Yeah, if he'd have come second leading. and then span off. <laughs> he did manage to overtake Bottas though. That's yeah. not really an But Bottas thing. made a weird mistake like twice. Mm-hmm. Apparently he had trouble with one of his rear brakes that meant that the fronts then got overloaded because they were doing more of the work, which meant he Again, locked up his brakes Again, that's another twice. really boring yeah. thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's not that boring because actually the Mercedes wheels have all these little holes in them. No, that is interesting. <laughs> and true. Well, let's move on quickly then to Red Bull. Uh, Verstappen, another one. He had an entertaining row over the radio with his race engineer, which which he's been doing all season. Uh, But this time he was put in his place. He had a bad start, but a good recovery. He did impressive overtakes and he came home in third, which is his fifth podium in a row. Hasn't he done something like he's either the second scorer to Hamilton or or outscored Hamilton in the the last 
X amount of races. I think he's like the second to Hamilton. So you need to you need to work out what these yeah these, these stats. I'm stats pretty good are. at stats. Me, he, he's either done something <laughs> yeah. or he hasn't in certain amount of time. But the, the last half of the season, he's been like, I think the second best driver on mm-hmm. points, which is pretty impressive. Wow, you know, that's high praise for you. As we said last week, you're a big fan. I'm now. a big fan of his. Mm. But I would like to say, I really fucking hope that Honda's a dud next year because this <laughs> guy needs to be taken down a peg or two. Wow. Arrogant little shit. Even I, even I, a big, I'm a big fan of Verstappen's driving. I think he's brilliant and a, and a breath of fresh air. And, and, and to be honest, Ricardo as well. But he has been a bit of a dick. He's getting a bit big for his boots, isn't he? He, he was quite sweet last season. Yeah. Do you remember when he was yeah. just a bit adorable? He was like, oh, young. little Max. Yeah. Now yeah. he's just like, now he's sort of going through his teenage years. He is. He's getting he hair is. sprouting in weird places <laughs> and he's just getting a bit obnoxious. I really it's like, Max, I love you but I don't like you right now. I really hope Gasly beats him. I can't see it happening. I don't yeah. think it will. But I really hope it does. Uh, so, Ricardo, another one, a race with cock-ups that weren't his fault. <laughs> Uh, his pit stop was badly planned, and despite the fact he drove really well, his podium chances were blown, and he came home in fourth. Yeah, and yeah. that probably was his last chance of a podium. Forever and mm. ever and <laughs> ever. Mm, Renault, no. Two, I think in two years' time, Renault will be up there. There was an interesting... I mean, that's a bold claim. There was an interesting piece on, I think it's the Players' Tribune, which is like a website where sports people write their own articles. It's quite, that's their USP. And Ricardo wrote a piece about the decision of, to go to, to Renault. And you read it and you're like, no, I, I get it. That's a, that's a really interesting thing. And it sort of leaves you full of hope and admiration. And then you just think about it. And you go, yeah, but they're going to be rubbish. And you've just thrown away all your chances of winning more races. Red Bull might be shit next year. Mm. I don't think Shitter the Hondas- than Renault? Honda's Renault, of like, course, fourth in the championship, just behind Red Bull. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think Red Bull are going to come unstuck next year. Sorry, I really? hope Red Bull are going to come unstuck. I mean, next I like year. Ricardo, so I hope for his sake that, that it is like a Hamilton esque move. But um, I'm not putting any money on it. Nor will Carlos Ghosn. It's good industry bounce there. Yeah. Um, Verstappen had. He said about his engine at the end. He was, what, what happened? He was just thinking that Ricardo might overtake him. He had an excuse in the bag. Do you reckon? Yep. Can't remember. Okay. Force India. <laughs> Great good, insight. Good. End of the season. Can't be asked. I'm cutting corners. Excellent. Force India. Uh, so Ocon, it was not the performance his driving deserves, which again, I think has been happening all season. Uh-huh. Um, he had oil coming out the back of his car. So the final race for Force India ended up in him being stuck. Alone in the pit lane. Perez did okay, though. Uh, he came home in seventh. Um, I thought he could have done better here, though. He drove really well. Perez just seems to have disappeared. Like, I don't even notice him in races anymore. Well, I think before, uh, Perez and Ocon, were, they were exciting. They were doing exciting. They just haven't done anything interesting in the last few well, races. Well, they haven't crashed into each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's More it. That. Maybe they could get Ocon in next year just to kind of drive a, a dummy car just to crash into Perez. <laughs> that's probably the last time that we'll see Force India is Force India. Isn't well, it? Oh, yeah. The, they they almost change. definitely change their name next year. To what? To Strollsters. I don't know. Strollers. The Strollers. <laughs> the Canadian Strollers. The Strolling Strollers. Rones. <laughs> That's a great Something name. The Strolling Rones. Come on. No. Force India is The Strolling Rones. No, that doesn't. No. Come on. No. No? No. Uh, yeah, it's like the Rolling Stones. But I've changed yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, you yeah, get yeah, it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Renault, 
So there was a, that terrifying crash on lap one. Um, so he spun the car one and a half times on his first lap after making contact with Grosjean. As we said, I'm hanging here like a cow, which is not the go-to simile for a car crash. Uh, it was a pretty stressful few minutes. I was genuinely scared. It just occurs to me just now, and I've not planned to say this, that that's almost exactly the same accident I had in a Renault about 10, no, longer than that, 13 years ago. That's a bit too much of a coincidence. I was about three months into my career as a motoring journalist, and I had a Renault Clio. I was coming back to work from lunch, and I skidded on a country road, rolled the car at very low speed into a ditch, ended up uh, the car on its side, and I couldn't get out. It's pretty much the same thing. I'm not sure if it is, mate. It is. I'll be honest with you. There's I mean, one way to test it. In your crash, after he found out you are okay, did Grosjean then blame you immediately? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, although that was very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, he showed loads of compassion. Like, oh my God, is he all right? As soon as he found out he was fine, he was like, ah, it was his fault. I felt sorry for Sainz because he did really well. He finished sixth in his last race for Renault, uh, which is not a bad place to end in. Um, but his teammates stole the limelight, so no one will remember his final Renault Grand Prix. No, that's true. But at least he's going to McLaren next year. Who have mm-hmm. won championships. Yes. He will undoubtedly. This is only the beginning of his success. Toro Rosso. Both had really, really, really bad races here. Hartley had to pit for a new front wing at the beginning, and then he crashed with absolutely no one on the fourth lap. He did manage to come home in 12th, though, somehow. Gassi looked like he was going to have a good race for once. Uh, and then his car started dropping oil. And he started shouting, Terry, I've got one for you here. Uh, what's he again? He's French, isn't he? Mm. Check if there's a fire. Check. The check, please. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> check. Gasly's season was all smoke, no fire. There's something quite satisfying about Gasly holding up Verstappen and dumping Honda oil all <laughs> over, over him. Going, this is what you got next year, <laughs> mate. Totally just spattering hot oil into his face. There's nothing worse. Um, Gasly was really unfortunate because you remember in qualifying, he almost got to the end of qualifying and was looking really good and then his engine died as he came around the last corner. And he was still only a tenth slower than Harley, so he would have spanked him and then was was out of qualifying. And then the race, pretty much exactly the same thing happened to him. He almost got, he was like seven laps from the end or something, and his engine let go again. He'll be good old to Honda. Go to, uh, yeah, he'll be, be looking forward next to next year. season. Yeah, well, Do you um, reckon the social media bant next year in at Red Bull between um, between Verstappen and Gasly will be as good as the ones between Verstappen and Ricardo? Because they no, Gasly has been made to sign some kind of contract that says Verstappen is king. King of the man. Verstappen has. Yeah, just on social media, not in terms of race performance. But Verstappen, like I said this a few races ago, but Verstappen said this really chilling thing in a press conference where like, you know, the team is shaping, they asked me to decide who like be the my teammate next year. Like he's in control at Red Bull now. So that's is why he, I, though, is he going to become a bit of a bully? Because did he, did he hear him in the press conference before the race when he was asked about the Ocon thing? He said, do you have any regrets? And he was like, no. I just regret I wasn't wearing a knuckle dust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sauber. Another impressive race for Leclerc, considering he is driving a car that used to be slower than a Williams. All of this while having a bad pit, but more importantly, being 21, adorable and French. It's not French. He's French-ish. <laughs> Monegasque. It's a different country. Oh, it's the same a shit. A French. Put, oh, wow. If you go to Monaco, oh, you fly Northern to Ireland, Southern Ireland, it's the same thing. Well, oh. if it was, life would be a lot easier right wow. now. <laughs> It was Ericsson's final race for Sauber. Uh, it ended halfway through with a mechanical failure. I read somewhere that he cried. Probably. I mean, I think he's just got a perpetual state of weeping. (laughs) (laughs) So Leclerc is testing the new Ferrari this week. Could he be better than Vettel? Yep, 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 yep. 
Yes. Really, I thought you'd question me on that. But no, no, I think he's okay. going to shaft Vettel. <laughs> I think this time next year, Vettel is going to look like a shadow of his former self. I really hope he does. Not not because I have anything particularly against Vettel. I just think it would be brilliant for Leclerc, who, I, I mean, we've been talking about him since he was in F2, and we don't really watch F2, but we knew he was pretty good then. I feel like and there's a chance next year that if the Ferrari is like another <laughs> step, if, you know, because like Mercedes have been fought hard this year, and Ferrari made a few screw-ups and Vettel made a lot of screw-ups. But, you know, it's not inconceivable and I'm not guessing what's going to happen next year. But if we had the same kind of difference in performance between Mercedes and Ferrari, then I think it's very possible that Leclerc could be world champion next year. It's not beyond the realms of possibility because I think he'd hold it together more than Vettel would if it came to pass. It'd be a great story. I'd love to see if the Ferrari is good. I'd love to see a, a, a Hamilton-Leclerc battle. And with, Verstappen with, always in seventh, <laughs> battling with, with Ricardo, And then Fettel just sort of slightly behind, looking like on some weekends he could have Leclerc beat him, yep. but then doing something stupid. Yep. Well, there you go. Let's come back in a year and see if we were anywhere close to, what, to that. Can't um, wait. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, again, representative of their 2018 season, because in terms of entertainment, Haas have been underwhelming and yeah. this was just another example so both were in the points but i have no idea what they did can you remember anything exciting that has has done this season yes they tried to get force india disqualified at this race oh that was good they lodged a protest with uh, the fia let's say the fia basically saying that they had copied another team's design by which they mean the old force india so their argument was when when Force India You're kidding. They I didn't copied bust and they started a new company called Racing Point Force India that they'd copied the design of the old car because it was a different team. And oh. that was their argument. And the oh, FIA looked Haas. at their complaints and they went, Fuck off and they got Haas, nowhere with it. You Imagine how much money they spent putting that together. Oh, they are such wankers. Oh at Haas. god. Oh. We quite liked them when they first came in. They came in plucky underdogs, did quite well. Yeah. Now they're just like kind of cheating. very petty. <laughs> McLaren, another one. This race was representative of Alonso's time at McLaren. It was a combination of point promises that were never fulfilled and penalties he really didn't care about and finishing somewhere between okay and not great. Alonso didn't give a shit. As we said earlier, the team told him to get on with it and go for 10th. And he said, I have uh, 1,800 points. <laughs> you can't really argue with that, can you? But yeah, she's got 1,899 points. Yeah. So if we'd have scored a point, he'd have got 1,900 points, which, yeah, yeah. if anything, would be a good no, thing wouldn't. to go for. It's engineer Mr. Mr. Trick there. Because, yeah, he had more than 1,800. He had 1,899. Oh, he did? So all he, if he'd got 10th, he'd have gone an even 1,900 over his entire career. And he couldn't even be asked to do that. Yeah, but when he that. said, I have that many points, he was just like, I'm never going to get there. I'll make up this excuse. Oh, I, don't, I think he was just... I was like, oh, I can boast about my achievements now. Just drop it in. Um, Van Dorn, he was hassling people early on, uh, but he had old tyres and he couldn't give much towards the end. Came home in 14th? For a little moment, Stofferoffel looked like promising again during that race. Yeah. There was a little moment where he was a bit racy and there was that bit where there was the three cars and he went on over to yeah, the yeah. right kind of stuff. And he came out on top in that little yeah, battle that was as well. Great. Yeah, oh, well. Then he went backwards so, yeah. and the star burns the brightest before it goes out. Oh, that's very... It's a good way to poetic. end, isn't it? Yeah. 
All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. In first place of the Drivers' Championship, it's Lewis Hamilton with his top off. In second place, it's Sebastian Vettel saying, fuck off. And in third place, it's Kimi Raikkonen going, that's it, I'm off. <laughs> in fourth place, it's Verstappen with fuck you. In fifth place, it's Valtteri Bottas who looks in the mirror and says, who am I? Sixth place is Ricardo with what did I do? In seventh is Hulkenberg with a hanging cow. Perez is in eighth with a hanging now. And ninth is Magnussen with hanging balls in 10th t- <laughs> Carlos signs with please don't go to McLaren 11th is Alonso don't go and in 12th is Ocon don't go away hey hey and Leclerc is moving on up and Grosjean is uh, moving into a wall and Gasly is uh, moving up Max's ass and Van Dorn says goodbye world Oh no, that's a bit sad. Marcus Ericsson is in 17th with Hello Indy. And 18th is Lance Stroll saying, Hello Daddy, pick up the phone. I just want to clarify what you said. In 19th, it's Goodbye Hair. There's Brendan Hertley. And in 20th is Sergei Sorokin with Hello Gulag. <laughs> and the constructors. So Christmas singles. And in first place, it's Mercedes with Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. In second place is I Hear You Knocking at first place. That's Ferrari. In third place, it's Two Little Boys. That's the Red Bull Boys. And in fourth place is Renault with Hello Goodbye. That's because Carlos Sainz had a pretty quick gear. In fifth place is Haas with... Mr. Blobby. <laughs> in sixth place is McLaren with Can We Fix It? No, we can't. And in seventh place, False India with Stay Another Day, said the uh, administrators. In eighth place is Sauber with Wherever You Are, wistfully thinking about Charlie Clerk next year. And in ninth place is Toro Rosso with He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, which because they're obviously the sister team to Red Bull. Uh And in 10th place is Williams with... I'm just reading the list. Killing in the name, (laughs) which is killing the name of a great team from my youth. Wow. And now it's time for my quiz. Chicka quiz, chicka quiz, let me quiz your chicka quiz. So, uh, this quiz is going to be based on the glimpse that we had of Hamilton's torso. Have I got tattoos for you? Nice. So, the question is, what picture or writing does Hamilton have on these parts of his body? (laughs) Number one, his back. Phil. Yes, Phil. Angel wings. Good. He has a... Terry. Yeah. He has a big cross, which is negative space. That's good. That's one point each. Do you know the writing? Terry. Monster energy. (laughs) (laughs) Phil. Yeah. Still I rise. Ooh, good. Bloody hell. Uh, That's 2-1. Okay. Number two. What does Hamilton have tattooed on his right shoulder? Ooh. Phil. Yes. It's pussycat dolls, but then it's been sort of scribbled out. I think, come on, I think seriously, he's got mm. some really dubious tattoo choices that are really obvious. Is so he's it got some, some sort of cherubs? Is it an inspirational religious phrase? No, it's oh. just, it's family. It's just the word family. Jesus. Do you reckon once he's made a bit more money, he'll just put fortunes underneath it? <laughs> uh, what about the top of his right arm? He's got the word money. Uh, Phil? Still rising? <laughs> he's got good hope and luck and fortune and this is the best place for a Grand Prix and I really thank the team <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's uh, Michelangelo's Mary holding Jesus. Oh, oh I just said so a cherub. That's close no, to that's no, oh. no, you're not having that. Top of his chest. Oh, uh, he's got a compass. No, that that's the is middle, of, middle his of his chest. Okay, I'll take oh, that for the You can have that one. Cause Thanks. That's my next one. Three words. McLaren Mercedes. Oops. <laughs> Still I rise again. Power beyond measure. Wow. wow. And finally, his right arm. A swastika. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did tear that sleeve off, did he? <laughs> um, you never see his right arm, really, do you? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's musical mus- note. A rap a rapper. A rap icon. Tupac. Tupac. Musical notes. Is it? Yes. Fucking a! Oh. Come on. Damn Dear it. God, that is his love of music. And Jesus, his yeah. Two to Phil and three to Terry. I know more about how much tattoos than you. I was do. hoping you, I know his neck tattoos. I was hoping you were going to go for those. Nah, that's too obvious. And now the state of F one with Terry Saunders. And so another year is over, and another year where only three teams won a race. And let's be honest, only those three had any chance of winning anything. F1, as it stands, is now a de facto two-tier championship. But this is not through rules or legislation, but money, money, money. Toyota aside, the more you spend, the more you win. And Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull are spending a lot. There's no way of doing a budget cap. There's no way of standardising parts or lessening general costs. We are stuck with this unsportsmanlike system for the foreseeable future. Boo-hoo. But don't worry, I have one of my, I think best solutions of the year <laughs> you've got to attack the problem like an f1 aerodynamicist which means basically cheating and adding lots of things in the way and i propose we tackle catering let the teams have their data centers their inflated factory staff and fancy shirts and we attack them where it hurts liberty should take over catering for all the teams in a stalinist coup and then offer two tiers of food really shit food for mercedes ferrari and red bull like really awful stuff and such small portions that it leaves toto wolf and christian horner really hungry and bad at making decisions and don't let them bring food in like it's disney world Finally, make it really expensive, like I'm talking like 20 grand for a sandwich, and then pass the profits directly to the other teams who will have fully subsidised meals that are 20p and really nutritious and healthy and filling. This will affect both the wealth imbalance, but also will make the rich teams tired and hungry and prone to mistakes, and the poorer teams more likely to win because we all know that eating broccoli helps your brain. I agree. This is a brilliant Mm. idea. It's genius. Very good. Flawless. I've no cutting witty remarks to make about it it's a great idea and we should implement it thanks that is it from us is goodbye to phil tromans goodbye we haven't had time to talk about nicky lauder who uh has been very ill had a lung transplant um but appears to be on the mend did a little little message on on social media going i'm still alive do you think he went private I'm sure he did, but he's, you know, he's actually indestructible, Nicky Lauder. I think he's proved that over the last 40 years. So uh, get well soon, Nicky. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about our, for Formula One's sake, Sports Personality Driver of the Year Award oh. 2018. <gasps> so if you go to the website now on ff1s.com forward slash SPDOTY, I think, Sports Personality Driver of the Year. Yep. That'll do. Um, Spadotti Spadotti and what will happen is we do what we always do is that we all pick a driver Mm -hmm. and then we leave it to the British public and my highly subject voting procedures (laughs) to pick the funniest so Phil who is your driver of the year my driver of the year is 
Charles Leclerc. Oh, interesting. Why? Because he's great. Cool. Next. My driver of the year is Kimi Raikkonen. Interesting. Why? Just a pure entertainment value. That man has provided. Mm. My driver of the year is Brendan Hartley. Because Why? he has just, well, he started the year with lovely hair and he's just been the unluckiest. And the mm. fact that, you know, I always base my drivers of the year on the fact that they keep turning up when really they have no right to. And he has turned up to every race. <laughs> he has shown a lot of caveatism. Yes. Mm. And of course, he's got caveat. He's back next year. Yeah, again. Again. In the same spot he was and in he several won, years ago. He won our title. He did. So. He did. So who knows, Brendan? Maybe I rigged the vote in your favour. Yeah, yeah. Well. Which means anyway, he'll be back again. So go on the website and vote, and we'll see who wins the coveted prize. Yeah, that we will definitely send out this year. <laughs> I mean, I met Jodie and Palmer. If I had it in my bag, <laughs> that would have been the time to give did him... you get around to commissioning it? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Could have just, like, gone to the toilet and done a shit. <laughs> So we're going to... into it. Tarted on my hand. There you go, mate. Here's your reward. Congratulations. Glad things are going well for Can you. Can we get a photo? For God's sake. Oh. We're going to be back very soon with a bumper Christmas end of season special. Oh. Hooray. We'll with a drinking. special guest. Yes. Can we say any more? Is that it now? It'll probably cancel. We should probably not okay. say any in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake. And follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. You can buy stuff... Terry Ware. For the last time ever, you can buy a Stoffer Ruffle t-shirt at ff1s forward slash dot com. Stoffer Ruffle. Shop, shop, shop. What? Yep, None do. of that's accurate. Thanks for listening. See you for the Christmas special. I've been G. Carreras. Goodbye. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I was going to do that. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.